0: We have all wondered what are the ups and downs of different types of businesses. As business owners, we've even wondered if starting another business is the best option. Business Buffet Ingredients is meant to give you a taste for what it takes to start and successfully run a business. We'll reach out into the world of business and interview success stories and present them on our smorgasbord of business helping options. Strap in and get ready to taste the finer business points. Hello and welcome to another Ingredients
1: episode of the Business Buffet Podcast. My name is Phil Anderson. Today we're going to talk about running a successful conference in our busy social media crazy world. We often forget the importance of being in a live face-to-face setting with others from the business community being active in your industry trade association can bring with it many benefits you have educational opportunities Uh, you get to network with peers make new connections as well as reacquaint and feed older connections you can encounter new vendors and suppliers in many cases you can position yourself as an expert after you attend a conference you get to learn from the best as you learn more about your industry and of course we all know you get some inspiration and those are just to name a few now running a conference can be a massive undertaking and the bigger the event the more variables there will be to address be mindful of and plan for but we can't overlook the many benefits of holding an event for your target audience whether that means giving its members a chance to experience your business in a new way, building stronger partnerships with your vendors and suppliers, or generating additional revenue. Now, how much does it cost to start a conference? Well, some some conferences can have a budget of over a million bucks. And in fact, I know of two annual social media conferences that have a budget that pushes $1.2 million. And that's a big number. You can be as scrappy or as lavish as you want, but don't let budget stop you from throwing an event. You can save money in a ton of places through partnerships and just by focusing on the 20% of things that create 80% of the value. Now, you want to keep in mind, most every conference organizer worries about ticket sales, but the facts are, in most cases, 30 to 40% of your tickets will be sold in the last 30 days. Now, here's some things to consider. According to medium.com, some things to think about when starting your own conference are you want to get sponsorships, but that's hard. Getting sponsorships is hard, but they build up over time. You want to lock in a date. Locking in a date and, and venue is the bottleneck. You also want to announce your speaker lineup as early as possible. Cannot stress how important that is. Announcing your speaker lineup early is really important. And a lot of conferences don't even pay for speakers. So that's uh, something to consider as well. So today's business buffet ingredient comes by way of Shelly Webb. Shelly is the executive director of Social Media Week Coeur d'Alene owns a social media management agency, The Social Web, and is a brand ambassador for O, the Oprah magazine. Shelley has also won the Soroptimist 2013 Women of Distinction Award and was a finalist in the 2011 Shorty Awards, honoring the best producers of short, real-time content. When not at her computer, you can usually find her cooking, creating, or dancing with the blazing divas. Hi, Shelley. Thanks so much for joining us today. Hi, Phil. So running a conference, I mean, that's a huge endeavor. Why did you choose to create and run this conference?
2: It is a big endeavor, probably one of the hardest things I've done in my business life, but We chose to uh, create a conference and present it here in Coeur d'Alene because we felt that social media knowledge in our community was lacking. And we also felt that because of that, people were being taken advantage of by other people claiming to be experts in social media when they really weren't.
1: Did you do this for any other reason other than to support the, the, the void or the lack of social media knowledge here in the area?
2: Yes, um, it was also a great way for me to get access to great speakers without having to travel to another conference.
1: That's a, that's a great point. So to what do you attribute your success in this conference?
2: I've been involved in the social media marketing world, which is also another conference in San Diego, but um, I've been involved in this area of work since about 2008. I've gotten to know quite a few people in the industry and created some relationships with people who do speaking. And I was able to ask for favors to have them come and speak to our community.
1: That's great to be able to have that access to other speakers that are also uh, experts in social media. Uh, What about revenue? Did that ever come into play?
2: I didn't create this conference to bring in revenue. That wasn't really a thought at the time. It is a good marketing opportunity for my business to get the word out about my own business, but it was more so because I really felt our community needed this kind of information.
1: So let me ask you, what challenges did you experience that kind of caught you off guard when uh, creating Social Media Week Coeur d'Alene?
2: The challenge in our community is that we have a really giving community and there are a lot of nonprofits and a lot of nonprofit events. In fact, there could be four or five on any given weekend, so competing with other community events was a big one. Just ticket sales in general for a conference that is not well known because this is this is only going on our third year, um, so people didn't know what to expect. And what we often heard in our first couple conferences that they didn't realize the level of expert speakers that we were bringing in they thought it's just another community event with local people talking.
1: So that's what people thought it was a, it was going to be a just a local event with just local presenters but that's not what you brought in.
2: Right exactly we brought people in from all over the country.
1: That's fantastic uh, what about time of year? Uh, When did you have, you said this is your third year coming up, when was the first conference, when did you have that and what time of the year, what part of the year?
2: Our first conference was in September and we did not feel that worked out too well for us because people were just finishing up vacations. When you live in a community that has winter, people tend to spend the summer doing a lot of things as much as they can fit in. And right at the beginning of September, people were trying to get in their last vacation or get their kids ready for school or or kids are just going back to school and they weren't able to attend because of that. So we switched our conference to June and we're going to be doing it again in June this year.
1: So June is a good month for your conference.
2: We believe that it is at this point.
1: And of course, at the time of this recording, it is snowing outside and... Uh... That's a stark reality to uh, winter. Um, So putting on a conference like this, again, we established it's a quite an endeavor. It's a major undertaking. What challenges did you experience that you, sorry, what advice would you give someone wanting to start a conference themselves?
2: So first, determine the need in your community. Is there really a need for this kind of a conference? Or is it just that you, that there is a need, uh, determine the price of the ticket that people in your community are willing to pay. If you're in a small town, you're probably not going to get uh, a price that you would like to for your first year. Also ask for sponsorships. Don't try to do it all by yourself and don't expect to make money your first go around you're probably going to um, lose a bit of money or break even. But if you go in with that, that expectation, you can consider it part of your marketing budget.
1: So we are running out of time, but you touched on something and I wanted to just kind of uh, have you expand on that a little bit. You said, don't do it all yourself. Do you have a team?
2: We do have a small team, yes.
1: And and is that, uh, what are the primary important components of your team? Of, any team that's putting on a conference.
2: You need a committee head. You need a marketing person who will go after sponsorships. You need somebody who's good at organizing speakers, their schedules, um, their bios, their topics, and uh, what will be included in their conversations.
1: Well, Shelly, I really, really appreciate you taking a few moments to sit down with us here at the Business Buffet, and sorry that I threw you a curveball at that last question,
0: but uh, thank you very much uh, for sitting down with us.
2: Thanks so much for having me.
0: Thank you for listening to the Business Buffet Ingredients. We hope we tempted your business taste buds with something sweet. Please share this podcast with your friends and show them that you are the smartest person in the room. Visit businessbuffet.page and sample all the flavors of the business buffet. We hope you eat hearty in business.
2: They weren't able to attend because of that. So we switched our conference to June and we're going to be doing it again in June this year.
1: So June is a good month for your conference.
2: We believe that it is at this point.
1: And of course, at the time of this recording, it is snowing outside and uh, that's a stark reality to uh, winter. Um, So putting on a conference like this, again, we established it's a quite an endeavor. It's a major undertaking. What challenges did you experience that you, sorry, what advice would you give someone wanting to start a conference themselves?
2: So first up, determine the need in your community. Is there really a need for this kind of a conference, or is it just that you feel that there is a need? Uh, Determine the price of the ticket that people in your community are willing to pay. If you're in a small town, you're probably not going to get uh, a price that you would like to for your first year. Uh, Also, Ask for sponsorships. Don't try to do it all by yourself. And don't expect to make money your first go around. You're probably going to um, lose a bit of money or break even. But if you go in with that that expectation, you can consider it part of your marketing budget.
1: So we are running out of time, but you touched on something and I wanted to just kind of uh, have you expand on that a little bit. You said don't do it all yourself. Do you have a team?
2: We do have a small team, yes.
1: And, and is that, uh, what are the primary important components of your team, of any team that's putting on a conference?
2: You need a committee head. You need a marketing person who will go after sponsorships. You need somebody who's good at organizing speakers, their schedules, um, their bios, their topics, and, of what will be included in their conversations?
1: Well, Shelley, I really, really appreciate you taking a few moments to sit down with us here at the Business Buffet. And sorry that I threw you a curveball with that last question, but uh, thank you very much uh, for sitting
0: down with us.
2: Thanks so much for having me.
0: Thank you for listening to the Business Buffet ingredients. We hope we tempted your business taste buds with something sweet. Please share this podcast with your friends and show them that you are the smartest person in the room. Visit businessbuffet.page and sample all the flavors of the Business Buffet. We hope you eat hearty in business.